I was on a, I was on another podcast recently. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I was interviewed on Four C's One Family by James Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, we just discussed what it's like being an expat and a podcaster. Uh, he lives in Taipei in Taiwan, mm -hmm. uh, which is like China but without being part of the Chinese. Thing. You know, the Great Firewall doesn't extend across the sea. Yeah, well, Taiwan is kind of the the remains of the old nationalist government. Yeah. Led there after the revolution, as far as I know. Yeah, apparently it's very uh, European, kind of. It, it, they do a lot of trading with Europe and, you know, as such, they have absorbed some of the culture. Uh, but yeah, the podcast is called Four Seas, One Family. It was pretty cool. Uh, I had fun talking to James and people should check it out. I'm definitely going to go check it out. Four Seas as in four oceans, as in like that? Yeah, or yeah. Or like for the letter Seas? No, no, no. Four Seas and then one family as in non-nuclear. Okay. You know that? So this is one family spread across four bodies of water it's kind of like the notion of the human race but instead of a race it's like a marathon where everybody's a winner because we're all kind of a yeah. team so more a charity fun run yes the human charity fun run uh, <laughs> is this what this family is implying that. yeah i don't see why walking slash running has to be competitive always no can't we just locomote using our legs in a peaceful non non-aggressive way humanity <laughs> come on humanity get it together yeah. this is actually also the weekend of the 94.7 cycle challenge uh -oh. uh, over here in Joburg and we have been dying of a heat wave uh -oh. um, so my condolences to all the cyclists out there in the sun right now and their families well not when this episode comes out but yeah, yeah, and their families. <laughs> That's actually strangely coincidental because we had the tour of Guangxi come through our city, which is the province in China where I'm at. It's, it's kind of like their answer to the Tour de France, yeah. but it's, you know, in a tropical right. place. And uh, it also happened during a, during a heat wave. So it's weird how, you know, bicycles seem to attract the ire of the sun god. Yeah, clearly. Um... And, and you know what? It's not great for the rest of us. You know, I'm not even on a cycle and I'm, I'm gasping right now. I'm gasping. Maybe it's better on a cycle. <laughs> get that breeze moving. Uh, get that air flowing. Yeah. You know. uh, yeah. So please go listen to Four C's One Family. Our sweet, sweet boy Fraser is on there talking about himself, talking about being a podcaster over there far, far away from me. Yes. Which is sad. Well, I'm far away from many things. Uh, one could argue that I'm but further... specifically me. I'm further away from the moon than I am away from you. Yeah, but I feel like the moon doesn't have any emotional attachment to you. I kind of... Sometimes I bark at it. Hmm. Mm. I mean, you do, you do know werewolf month is over, right? It's never over for me. It carries on in my heart and <laughs> lives on forever. <laughs>
<laughs> Man, I guess that does it for It's Really Hot and We're Far Away, the usual podcast we do about a bunch of different things. Yeah, just like random life stuff. Uh, that brings us to our B-side production, Be Positive, the positive B-movie podcast coming at you from planet Earth. Yes, I am Earthling Luiru. And I am Fraser, just Fraser. Not specifically from anywhere anymore. Hmm. Just you're making me a little bit suspicious that you're an alien right now. I'm not. Maybe I'm an alien right now, but like a month ago I was a werewolf, so... Like, I'm just flipping, flopping. <laughs> Things change, man. Things change. It's all flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why tie yourself down to one species? No, I don't know. It, it stopped working as soon as I said that. No, but I understand that we're stalling. Yes. Because this week, we're talking about the Jaws of Jaws Satan. Of Satan. Satan. I was I was doing the priest. Originally titled King Cobra. Wasn't it originally titled Jaws of Satan and then retitled King Cobra? And then re-retitled. I don't know. No, I thought it was originally King Cobra. I don't know. Like, That's what I read, but I, I could be totally wrong. I have to say I prefer Jaws of Satan and it is arguably the best part of the movie, the title. Yeah, I think, I don't even think that's arguable. I think that's pretty much a solid fact. Because I can see a movie called The Jaws of Satan being a really good movie. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that wasn't this movie. I was viscerally ill while watching this film. I don't think I've ever physically reacted to watching a movie like I did to this one. It grabbed me by the gut and it jiggled my insides around in a very uncomfortable way. That's really interesting because you, you told me that when you watched it and I hadn't watched it yet. So I thought maybe it was going to be like really disgusting or really gory or something like that. But it's, it's not that. What, what gave you that reaction? It was mainly the depiction of the female characters and then mm -hmm. the behavior of every guy in the film, every single one, except the sheriff who seems benign. Yeah, he's, he's a little, just like a chubby guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he was one of my favorite parts. I mean, he just like, he's just doing his job, man. He's just like, yeah. I'm the sheriff, I, I do things. I sheriff this town. I want to do the Should plot synopsis. Should we blast through a little... I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do okay, it. awesome. Because I got... You hit us with it. I got the perfect intro for this. In a world in desperate need of feminism, a small American town is attacked by an above-average-sized snake. <laughs> and that's it. There's a subplot about a priest and Satan, but it's never really confirmed yeah. that the snake is Satan. I don't know. Mm. The film starts on a train where some carnies are transporting some race, racetrack dogs to the newly built racetrack, uh, dog track in town of a name that I couldn't pay attention to because I was being ill. All we know is it's, it's in Alabama. Oh, okay, cool. So now I know that. And they're also somehow transporting a snake for reasons. 
the snake has telekinetic ability. For the carnival. But there's then never a carnival. It's just the dog track. Well, they had to cancel the carnival when the snake got away. Oh my gosh, it was like the only attraction, right? Fucking snakes. <laughs> so the snake has telekinetic abilities. It throws a man off the train using its mind. Uh, the snake mm-hmm. then goes to goes on to bite somebody. This dude's face gets all like the ringed up, and snake goes on a rampage. Mind controls a bunch of other snakes. Just attacks the shit out of the town. Mm, bad politics. Mm, naughty priest. Whoa, not naughty priest. Just like no, no, that's not. Yeah, well, in terms of the Catholic it. Church, this priest is kind of naughty because. Not once yeah. does he attempt to molest. Not even once is he drunk on the job. <laughs> he is he is a little bit drunk once, but not on, on the job. Yeah, he's drunk at a party where it is kind of like, ooh, you got to be drunk. It's a party where everyone else is drinking coffee. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like the movie could have been so much better if it was just about the priest. Because the priest is from an ancient family line mm. who went with St. Patrick and cleared the emerald isles of snakes and druids and oak trees and was then cursed to once every three generations be accosted by a, an above average snake from India called the King Cobra. Yeah. Turns out this dude's a priest and then he's going to do some battle with uh, the King Cobra known as Satan. There's a subplot about yeah. what at first appears to be a, quite a strong female character, Dr. Sheridan. She notices that some bad shit's going down, the snakes aren't behaving right. So she calls up the University of Chauvinism, gets their snake expert, <laughs> Professor Snake Dick. And Snake Dick flies down to her town and then proceeds to patronize and physically assault her. And then they hook up. I don't know what happens. It's weird. Yep, yep, it's, yep, yep. This plot, this thing was definitely written by a dude. Young Christina Applegate is in yeah. there. A little bit of star power. She's a little kid. Yes, she's a child. Uh, Who gets bit? She gets bit, but she doesn't die because it's just a rattlesnake that bites her. It's one of the other snakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's one of the minor grunt snakes. Yeah. Dr. Sheridan goes through just the worst time, ends up in a cave on like a sacrificial altar thing underneath the King yep. Cobra, which you know yep. she had to put herself up. She had to walk up to that thing yeah. and just lie down there. <laughs> then <laughs> she just and he, yeah, walks the away. And snake's just like hovering over her. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh man. Well, the priest comes and he <laughs> offers himself in exchange, but then also fights back. Yeah, yeah. He does, um, he does a prayer. And at, yeah. at the end... Satan dies, the power of Christ having compelled it to burst into flames. And for another three generations, yeah. Satan is now dead. I don't even know why they put the three generations thing in there. Because his father was the third generation. So, and, and then they have to spend like five minutes explaining that, oh yes, it is every third generation, but... Looks like you're an outlier or something. Why couldn't they have just made him the third generation? You know Doesn't what? make any sense. They definitely had five minutes to fill up and not enough content. Yeah, that makes the most sense. This movie, uh, 
I think, folks, this this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode than usual. We said that on the last episode, and it was like a solid 50, 51, 52 minutes. No, yeah, the last episode is quite good. I'm quite proud of that one, guys. If you liked the last episode, uh, skip this one. This one's not gonna be good, or it might be good. I don't know. Who knows? So this film is basically Jaws meets The Exorcist. It feels like they were trying to do two movies where one is just nature ran amok, like your Jaws, your Piranha, your alligator movies. Piranaconda. Piranaconda, <laughs> the classic Piranaconda. Please go back, listen to that one again. And they realized at some point that snakes aren't that scary. I mean, they're quite scary. Snakes aren't great. I don't want to know, bro in my house nope for instance danger noodles stay away they're not great white shark scary yeah and you can generally see them coming yeah you can see them coming and i mean you could just step on their heads and, and you know just smush them up yeah although i don't know if that's the best technique no they're probably gonna bite you don't. and then your leg falls off yeah so snakes aren't great but they're not sharks so i think they decided like oh we gotta zhuzh this up somehow they're not just snakes, they're demonic snakes. Yeah. And so it's that kind of mashup that doesn't ever really come together. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the two lines don't intersect really. No, no. What it ended up feeling like to me was like watching four consecutive episodes of a really bad soap opera. Yeah, it did feel like that. And... I feel like the film changes halfway through from focused on Dr. Sheridan yeah. uncovering this mystery to the priest having like a crisis of faith and being like, how do I defeat mm. this Satan? It's just weird. It doesn't mesh well. The characters aren't super believable. It doesn't. I have to say that the priest was probably my favorite character. There's a subplot of the politicians. There's a conspiracy to suppress the snake attacks. Yeah. I mean, which is which is literally exactly the plot of Jaws, right? Like, yeah, they they don't want the tourist dollars to go lost, except this time it's about the the dog track. Dogs gotta and run. They, they we've gotta keep the dog track open at all costs. Yeah, they started in on a plot that I was super interested in, which is the the head of the town historical society is also a witch. Yeah. And everybody knows she's a witch and she does witchy things and she sees the future and the fact that our boy the priest is from a line of druid hunters. I thought that was setting us up for something really cool, some kind of witch versus witch hunter thing. Yeah. And it could have been interesting because they're also kind of friends. So they might would have have to turn on each other, uh, but she dies. Yeah, she dies off screen and with a different haircut. So that for maybe <laughs> half the film, I was expecting her to come back. And I was like, wait, is she that person that died? I don't get it. I don't know what's up. It was strange to see one. The whole town is cool with this this lady being a sorceress yeah. in Alabama. That was super interesting. Where I'm pretty sure if you tell anyone you're a witch, you're still getting lynched. And the priest does not seem phased at all by the witch. And the witch actually reads... His coffee grounds. She reads his coffee yeah. grounds and tells him that, dude, 
Satan is coming for you. Like the literal Satan in the form of a snake is coming for you. The actual devil. This is what's going to yeah. happen. Like I know my shit. Don't 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 you don't you doubt me. And then the priest goes on to reassure her, tell her that you know what, Satan, it's he's not real. You don't have to worry about that. And he's kind of condescending. Yeah. And, he's and he's also like, if the devil were real, wouldn't he go after an important priest? Yeah. That kind of thing. So he's... But I mean, if the know, devil like self, were real, he would be the more important priest. Because if you just look at their behavior. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a really interesting character dynamic that I felt they maybe could have used. It would have made for a more uh, interesting plot arc than the Dr. Sheridan relationship with the snake guy, the herpetologist, who, I mean, she calls him in. There's a problem with snakes. She tells him where the motel is. He's been condescending. He really doesn't take her seriously. He tells her... I think you're overreacting. When he arrives, he's not even seen anything. He's just straight up telling yeah, his doctor, I think you're overreacting. Patronizes the shit out of her. So naturally, she starts to fall for for him as this shit works. I don't know. But then... That's just how it works, apparently. Yeah. So she tells him where the motel's at. The motel's name is Motel, according to her. But then when he runs out of it later, it's got an actual name. She goes yeah, home. Yeah, and it's also a hotel, not a motel. Yeah. But. She goes home, finds oh, a rattlesnake in her house holiday. after trying really hard not to see it. Like, she walks around backwards with her eyes closed yeah, and shit. Yeah, Louise. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, clearly, they were trying to build tension. But to me, it just seems like, man, she really... How can you go through life like this? How have you not, like, chopped off your own arm making a cup of instant noodles? Yeah. It's a risky way to go. But she finds the snake... And the snake's on the other side of her bed, and she's frozen in terror. But not too frozen to phone Snake Dick, who then comes over, yeah. catches the snake in with some pretty standard snake-catching gear. And then what I wonder if he didn't, they didn't actually kill a real snake, because he then shoots the snake's head off. <laughs> it's so weird. On the bed. It's weird. She's freaking out because she, she nearly died. She's just, there's a snake problem. People are dying. There was a snake in her bed. She's traumatized. Yeah. And then this dude, he's already he's already got the snake in the thingy, yeah. in the like neck loop thing. And then he holds it against the wall above her bed and shoots it. So there's like a bunch of snake blood and brains on her bed now. Yeah. It seems so unnecessary. She doesn't freak out until he violently and spectacularly murders the snake in her bed where she was just sitting she starts freaking out she clearly is not coping well with all the trauma so he does the only natural rational thing and slaps the shit out of the only thing you can do her reaction is to slap him back and then he looks really offended and she's like i'm sorry she apologizes to him for slapping him and she's like did i hurt you and he's like yes you did and i'm like yeah fuck Bitch, you just, you smacked her. Don't get all up yeah. in your, uh, ah, I can't what? take it. What? That's, ah! that's actually, that is a moment where I almost rage quit that movie. I was sitting there, I was like, I can't. I stopped taking notes for maybe like a solid 30 minutes after that, where I was just like, nope, nope. Yeah, no. I'm not paying attention. It's not happening. Yeah, and there's, there's also another really fucking unnecessary attack 
on on her on Dr. Sheridan. Yeah. Where she's driving along and she gets accosted by this biker dude. Yeah, he runs her off the road. Yeah, and then he like pulls her out of the car at gunpoint and it, he's like about to assault her. Yeah. He doesn't get pecked, but the, the snake chases him away. Not a snake. Satan saves the day. Satan, the snake, King Cobra. Because Satan is against sex- sexual assault. He is. But then, yeah, he chases the biker away and then he... <laughs> He smashes through her car window with his tiny little snake head. Yeah, he does. He doesn't continue uh, to attack her. He's just like, get out of here. I was just like, where where did this guy come from? What is happening right now? Why is this happening right now? And they just have a tiny little throwaway scene of the mayor going, I got you to kill her. You, you better do your job. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, I thought this guy was a professional... He better leave town and not come back or he'll be in a jail cell. Yeah, so he never comes back. The mayor never tries something like that again throughout the film. Also, maybe like sending someone to rape and kill a doctor just to keep the dog track open. It's a bit excessive. I don't know about that. It's not actually the mayor doing that. It's the owner of the dog track who kind of owns Uh. the mayor too. But I mean, it, it's all the same thing. Yeah. It's just, I know what's happened because the sheriff is a black man, right? There are some people of color in the town, but everybody who actually has like a speaking role on the bad side is an old white dude. And then on the good, good in quotation mark side, we've got Snake Dick, who is like a younger white dude, but also an asshole. And we've got the priest yeah. who conveniently finds God right at the end uh, when he has to confront Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the old white males in this form this homogenous blob of just white hair and suits. Yeah. They're just the man. They're the, the system, the, the bad system. Yeah. But we do have to be positive. Which they are, but it is hacky as hell. Yes. Oh, sorry, you were saying about being positive? Yes, we have to be positive about this film. So one thing I will say, and it's not, it's not an excuse and it's not defending the absolute worst chauvinist thing I've ever seen in my life, but this film does come from the 70s. They do... 80s. What? This is from the 80s? 80s. Oh, man. 80s. I thought it was like 73 <laughs> or something. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 81. Uh-oh. All right, well, that makes it still bad (laughs) they do at the beginning they do come close to having a strong female character yeah i like dr sheridan yeah yeah i felt frustrated yeah because on her behalf i i yeah in the beginning she's very tough she's very driven and it feels like when the herpetologist snake dick when he arrives He's patronizing her, and from from the moment that that starts, her character becomes weak. Yeah, it's almost like he shows up and he's like, okay, I'm ready to be the protagonist now. Yeah, yeah, and she just like gives it up, where I was fully invested in her character. I was like, okay, cool, so I'm gonna see her kind of having to convince the priest and then they're gonna like team up and she he's gonna be her sidekick and stuff but no it all falls falls apart within like 20 minutes yeah i definitely enjoyed her character i really enjoyed evelyn the witch yeah i i think that was yeah a really great character and 
I really liked the way that the whole town was just kind of fine with her being a sorceress. Yeah. Even if they don't necessarily believe in magic or whatever, they all still like, you know, get their palms red or get their coffee grinds red or whatever. Yeah, and they let their kids um, And she's also her. like a noted historian. Yeah. Yeah, so there's something in Evelyn's character of like the feminine as guardian of the community and of communal history. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. She does kind of fulfill the role of the the town druid. Yeah. Uh, maintaining that oral history, well, in this case, probably written history, but I can't imagine the town having a lot of that. Huh. All they've got is a dog track. Then there's also young Christina Applegate. Yeah. This must have been one of her first roles. And... I couldn't help but watch this film through the lens of what's been happening in the world and what we've discovered about the entertainment industry and Hollywood in general. Yeah. And the treatment of female actors and, you know, probably child actors as well. Because let's be honest, there are some disgusting people out there. If you believe Corey Feldman, yeah, there's some seriously messed up shit going down in Hollywood. Yeah. So watching this and watching her acting in this film, it really made me uncomfortable because the main white dude, the main part of the man, the head of the serpent, if you'd like to call it that. Is that the mayor or the dog track owner? Dog track guy. Who's Matt Perry? Is, is that the dog track guy, Matt I Perry? I don't have names. Like I said, I, I couldn't invest <laughs> myself. You know, usually I'm terrible with names, but I couldn't even invest myself that far. I've got Dr. Sheridan. I've got, that's what I got. Father Farrow? Yeah, I did make a note of Father Farrow. All right, so Sheridan, Farrow. And Evelyn. Then I've got Sheriff and I've got Snake Dick. And Satan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's all the names you need. Yeah. So, Christina Applegate, uh, her father in this film is like the main antagonist, the dog track guy. She has a very close relationship. Her character has a close relationship with her father. There's a lot of touching, uh, which made me a lot of the uncomfortable. They go to Evelyn's funeral and while Father Farrow is delivering the eulogy, I guess, or I don't know how these things yeah. work. He's talking at her grave and like he's like, I actually am not good at my job. So it sucks. All this sucks. I'm sorry. Sometimes people die. Let's get this box in the ground. Yeah. And then there's a panning shot over the um, mourners and young Christina Applegate is standing there and the actor who portrays her father is just tenderly massaging her shoulders and it just <laughs> freaked me out and like I got the heebie-jeebies and I was like oh it's so nasty it's not cool Ooh, I don't I don't like it that man is way I mean, too into it I, I understand why I'm un uncomfortable, but um, let's let's not cast aspersions. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, in the context of everything that's been going on, I can totally understand that reaction. So I mean, I'm not saying there's evidence of of a molest, but yeah, like just the signifier of it almost. Yeah, yeah, it it just sort of mm, raised a bit of a red flag for me. But I mean, that's that's pretty much the yeah. only thing, and that's watching it with a modern lens yeah having harvey weinstein's crimes out in the open and Corey feldman's story which is 
terrifying. Yeah, geez, Louise, we I, we probably don't want to go into detail on that one. But if you're interested, go read it. But obviously, big trigger warning on that one. Yes, yeah. This is neither the podcast nor the place. So back to the jaws of Satan. Ugh. So right at the beginning of the film, there's a quote from Revelations. And it's the second film in a row we've done. Yes. Uh, that starts with a Bible quote. This time I checked it. I was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you actually read the Bible and found a quote. Yeah. You, you're just making something up. But no, it is actually. It is. Yeah. It's in the Bible. Uh, this time I missed the quote and I wrote down and the angel sees the and then it trails off. <laughs> I think it was sees the dragon and uh, put, put him in dragon jail and then wrote a for a thousand years gnarly metal song and performed it with the angelic band at the prom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and the the whore of Babylon got all drunk. Always getting drunk. And it and it just got out of hand from there. No, yeah. So it is something like uh, they the he they caught the dragon and put the dragon in dragon jail, but there will be a time when the dragon is released. And I think in the movie I looked it up in the King James version, uh, but in the movie they used serpent as yeah. translation. So obviously that works more with the with their snake theme. So clearly the snakes, uh, the snake in this film comes from the Abrahamic tradition of the creation myth being that a serpent tempted the second woman and like gave her an apple that made her realize that she was naked and she was she gave it to her boyfriend. And then he was naked, and then God was like, guys, come on, man. That was Get out of here. You had one job. Don't eat the apples. They're my apples. They're for when I want to feel naked. And yeah, so that's, that's where this serpent comes from, as the original sin. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, I don't know if there's much debate about it. I suppose there is, but whether the serpent in the Bible was actually the devil or whether it was a servant of the devil yeah and i feel that same ambiguity is present in this film because i'm not sure that the snake is satan yeah no it, it almost feels like the snake is just being controlled by satan yeah it uh, you know what to helped me, out the snake does not seem like it is satan incarnate it doesn't even really seem like it is satanic in any way it's just it's a very large snake with some telekinesis and it's after a specific guy but then it's also after dr sheridan in equal amounts and it's also running amok throughout town with his little snake minions yeah and the only reason why we're led to believe that the priest is the main target is because the priest thinks he's the main target but the snake doesn't mm. like well, because of Evelyn's prediction. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We never have proof positive that Evelyn, in fact, has any powers. They never find the snake's manifesto. As you know, like, yeah. all snakes write their manifesto. His Unabomber. Yeah. It seems at first the snake is just going on a rampage, which I think yeah. might be a leftover from the Jaws phase of the development. And then there's a bit where he does go after the priest uh, in the cemetery, uh, along with the older priest who dies, sadly. From a heart attack. And there's like a, fuck, like a five minute 
POV running scene <laughs> with his with Father Pharaoh and another priest who's like twice his age, like yeah. kind of stumbling through the graveyard. I've had many dreams of exactly that, just me chasing a priest through a graveyard. <laughs> And the old priest doesn't even get pecked. He just, like, has a heart attack. Yeah, he just can't take the excitement. Too much running. His ticker gives out. I did watch that scene on two times speed, so it looked like a, like a 30s slapstick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would be an improvement. That, that, That would be hilarious. Yeah, he just needed the, like, little... Like feet sounds. But yeah, so he gets attacked in the graveyard, falls into a grave, and manages to ward the snake off with a bit of cross shaped fencing. Yeah, which conveniently. That's it, then the snake doesn't come directly for him again. Priests are not the fastest animal in the graveyard. And king cobras are quite quick. They're quick. So if the snake truly was trying to kill him, then it would have killed him. You know, when he fell into the grave, he's not immediately brandishing his conveniently cross-shaped bit of iron. But the snake just sort of, ooh, look at me, I'm a snake. Ooh, you're scared. I mean, the snake is just having a good time. Yeah, he's, he's got his hood out. He's hissing. Uh, he's doing the whole thing except for actually just biting him. Yeah. Then the snake just goes for Dr. Sheridan to sacrifice her yeah. out of nowhere. Here's how I see it happening, right? Because they find the cave. The sheriff and the herpetologist, Snake Dick, they find the cave. And Snake Dick's like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to take on the snakes because there's a hundred million of them and I am a man and therefore I'm a match for them. Real tough guy. I know snakes. Uh, yeah. And I think at this point he also, he, he still doesn't believe that there's... Oh, no, he does. He saw one of the victims, right? At yeah, that point. yeah. He knows this snake is like no other snake. He then goes inside, loses his balance, tips over, falls down, and passes out for the rest of the film. Yeah. Dr. Sheridan eventually goes to find him. And here it cuts out. Like, she goes into the cave, and it just cuts out. And we cut back to her eventually when the priest goes to the cave. He finds her on the altar. So what I assume happened was Dr. Sheridan found Snake Dick. He was passed out. She was like, he must have been bitten. This man is dead, finally. Then she saw Satan Snake, and she was like, oh, oh. And what I I envision is her having like this whole dialogue with the snake, and the snake's just sitting on the rock, and she's like, oh, no, oh, what do you want from me? Do you want to sacrifice me to yourself? Oh no, okay, I'll get onto this altar. And then she just walks over to the <laughs> altar and sort of lies down on it. It's like, oh, yeah. no, please don't sacrifice me. Oh. And then eventually Father Pharaoh shows up and he's the most memorable uh, scene to me in the film was him just like in a Definitely. deep bassy voice calling out, Satan! And the snake does not respond. Yeah. And he calls out a few no. times, eventually finds the altar. Well, he goes and lies down on the altar. Yeah, yeah. In pretty much the same way I just described Sheridan's laying down on the altar. And then as the snake rears back, he jumps up and uses his cross to reflect light onto the snake, which then works like a magnifying glass, like a holy magnifying glass, and sets that snake on fire. And then the snake just dies. And then Pharaoh Sheridan and 
you know, the herpetologists, they just walk out. All the other snakes are like, fine, cool, done deal. We're going to go cool. back to being snakes in the woods. And that's, that's the end of the film. Yeah, safe for another three generations. Maybe, unless it's the next one again. How does this work? No one knows. <laughs> yeah. Or unless Father Pharaoh is the last uh, descendant of his line and then just doesn't have kids and then, you know, Satan sitting around in hell going like, I mean, he well, is technically supposed to be celibate. Technically, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's off-putting. It's not something you want to watch with your friends or watch at all. It's, it's one of those unfortunate B-films that fall between actually good and so bad it's good. So it's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. It just falls firmly into bad. Yeah. Um, and it also feels like it's a little bit Catholic propaganda. It does kind of, but then, I mean, the priests really get to wear some nice dresses. It, 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 they are quite nice. They look like doilies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they look like walking doilies. That's cute. So, Louis, if you had to rate this film out of one to three bloated, already moldy corpses... Uh, that you found with visible snake bites to the face. How many townsfolk <laughs> would you have to find in this state before you close down the dog track? <laughs> I'd only have to find one snake and I'm closing that whole place down. I'm cancelling the whole town and we're all moving. <laughs> Uh, That's it, we're done. We're done with this town. It belongs to the canceled. snake now. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you? I give it a firm zero. Uh, you would not have to show me any dead people to get me to <laughs> shut down the dog track because I would be busy snuggling the puppies and just sort of turn yeah. the whole dog track into like a place for cuddles. You go there and you can throw a ball and the dogs can run if they want yeah. to, but there's there's no competition. But not competitively. No competitive yeah, I like run. That. Yeah, yeah. I it's like just that. like it's a shelter for wayward dogs, and that one snake might be Satan. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Uh, but probably not Satan. Yeah, but probably not Satan because he's just like a, an escaped king cobra. What a film! What oh man! What a movie! I think the only thing that kept me going through this film is the fact of our Christmas month lineup. Oh, shit. Which I'm very excited for. Yes, yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And it's the next, I don't know, oh, man, I forget how many weeks between this release and the next release it is, but I am more than yeah. proud to announce next time on Be Positive. You better strap on your Xmas boots, bitches, because we're watching. Get that Santa hat and that fake beard. Gremlins. Gremlins. Yes, the Gremlins, the cult classic family favorite, actually good movie that I like. We're watching it, and it's gonna be great. Yes, it's gonna be. Fantastic. Uh, I can't wait. And I've been wanting to rewatch Gremlins this holiday season anyway. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, man, I'm super excited for that. I think we're also doing Gremlins 2. We're doing both the Gremlinses. I mean, don't give it all away. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
We're meant to have some secrets. But yes, very, very excited for our festive season lineup. Um, it's going to be great, guys. If you want to talk to us about Jaws of Satan, maybe you watched it, maybe you liked it. Tweet I mean, at us on the Twitter machine. We're at Stay Scary. You can uh, find us on Facebook at Stay Scary as well. And then, as always, you stay scary. Uh, fuck that spooky snake boy. Yep. I've been Louie. <laughs> I've been Fraser. And we'll see you next time <laughs> with the Grumlins. Yay! I can't wait. Think like, about, oh. think about, think about that. I actually, I actually caught myself whistling Jingle Bells yesterday, and I was like, no, Fraser, it's November, you yeah, can't no, it is. No, it's already started, man. Tis the season, bro. <laughs> Tis the season. I've been infected! <laughs> Maybe there's a movie idea in that, like, the Christmas infection. Christmas Maybe there's here. We, we should, we, we should stay down.